Alright everybody, peace. Welcome to the Sorry to Bother You podcast. Wherever I have you are listening, we are so grateful to have you here with us. I'm your host, Kashawn Cottle, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Mr. Dre Pennington. Woo, 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 woo. Let's get it. Are you going to come up with a different like intro? No, like, sound? because or- everyone now knows me as the guy that's going to say whoop. All right. Are you ever going to change it up? I might. Next next podcast. Next probably. podcast. Yeah. Right, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, guys, we are so grateful to be back on the podcast. Uh, for those who don't know, we are now a part of Nerve Radio. Hey. Officially. Which means about. that we have, along with our podcast, a radio show, which is called, you guessed it, The Sorry to Bother You radio show <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think why i don't would you think they would have guessed something else probably uh we would not have accepted the offer if they said we had to change our name yeah yeah no probably not no no but yeah guys they offered us the a chance at, to have our own radio show and obviously we jumped on it great experience we have done two shows so far uh oh sorry we go live every tuesday at mm. one o'clock uk time which is eight o'clock in the morning uh eastern standard time hey. which is five o'clock in the morning pacific time oh my god filthy that's ridiculous um, but we still have got we had a, we had a huge turnout the first week even bigger turnout the second week um if you want to listen to us live the links are in both of our bios as well as our sorry to bother you podcast uh instagram bio it's in there just click on the link you'll be able to check it out um we're just we're grateful to have a platform to talk twice a week, right, Dre? Man, I've been you know ignored for so long. Now I feel like I can just express anything I feel. Anyways, I'm gonna like, <laughs> coast and say anything. <laughs> you always hating on me, man. It's okay. It's uh, okay. You said that, but I feel like there's a lot of good energy right now. Yeah, of course. Um, Dre, you know what we haven't done in a long time, but the fans have been asking us to do oh what we feeling what a is it? Q&A session hey <laughs> i feel like that you know we got fans now i feel you know like a celebrity almost do you feel like a celebrity a little bit a little they say bit. i haven't seen my face they know my voice That's do people when people uh hear you hear your voice out in town do they recognize you oh i've heard one person say oh my god i feel like i've heard you before i'm like you probably have yeah, I, have a, <laughs> I have a radio show. yeah i have a one radio show like come on now <laughs> that's about it I mean, it's something though. It's something. Yeah. But um, yeah, guys. Uh, you guys send in questions every week, and uh, you know, we try to spend as much time as possible answering those questions. We get a lot of them, which we appreciate. And Dre, if you, Dre, I'm not sure if you were on the show yet or if you were just out this week, but uh, sometime back in November, we did a Q and A. We dedicated the whole episode to answering questions from the public. Okay. And to this day, that episode has been our highest turnout that's because we give the people it's quoting my man Jalen rose what they want gotta got to give the people <laughs> give the people what they want <laughs> that's Jalen jacoby right yep Jalen jacoby man a little overrated show but whoa whoa we'll just we'll leave it there we'll leave, we'll it, leave right it there but um yeah that's our highest rated turnout show and i think like you said Dre, it's because people want to have their voices be heard facts and we love hearing our fans because without the fans we wouldn't we wouldn't be here that's very true right yeah so we decided why not go for round two with another q a session 
and this is very very interesting we've got a lot of (laughs) interesting (laughs) questions to say the least uh what we decided to do this time guys is not only have sports questions but also have relationship questions Uh oh yeah and we can see where this is possibly going to be going and we decided to choose the best questions from the from the bunch we had and we're gonna see how this goes Uh oh jerry are you ready to uh, i'm ready dive in i'm ready um guys i'm just reading this reading these off the cusp um i'm as new to these questions just as dre is (laughs) we're gonna see Let's see what happens. <laughs> Do- Dr. Guru. <laughs> let's get it. So let's get into it, man. Um, first question. Uh, do you think relationships are a distraction for athletes? I'll tackle this one first. Oh, Dre. let me hear you. Let me okay. Hear you. So, Dre, it's funny because we got this similar question like this on our first go around of question and answers. Yeah. On volume one. And I always, I last time I said that if you aren't in a re- if you aren't in a relationship when your season starts don't get in one during the season okay i think i, I remember hearing I think something you were about this on yeah the, i was on this one you were on yeah. that one and talked about this not to say that that person that wants to be in a relationship with you is not the one for you it's just that that's that's something added on your plate that doesn't necessarily need to be there that's going to take away time from your athletics and your academics if you're still in school or you know, whatever you have going on. True. And if you're serious about your game, you're committed to your craft, you know for those nine months during the season or out the year, you are solely focused on that and you're trying to do whatever you can to not only make yourself as successful as possible, but make your team as successful as possible. And if that person is truly like truly wants to be with you, then they'll understand when you tell them, A I like what we have right now, so let's keep it like this until the season's over. But when the season's over, then we can, you know, move that relationship yeah. forward, you know. But if you are in a relationship when the season starts, fine. Keep it that way, you know. You don't have to change it just because the season starts. But I would say, like, if you don't, if you aren't in a relationship when the season starts, don't get in one. Please don't. It's not smart. It's not the best thing yeah. to do. What would you, would you agree with that, Dre? What do you think? Um... I can't, like, now that you're saying it like that, I can agree just because Mm -hmm. it's not, it's, I don't know, all that added extra weight, you know, now your routines are different. Right. So instead of you being like, oh, I'm just go, go ahead and just go get up and go lift. Now it's, now I got to check on my, my significant other. If they're uh, feeling this, if they're feeling, you know, if they want to do anything Mm -hmm. like someone now, now it's someone else that plays a big role in your life. So I believe it. Yeah. Out of curiosity, Dre, have you ever been in a situation like this before? Um, no, because it's, like you said, as soon as I was like any any person, like any significant other or any girl, I was just like, nah, like I can't do that. Like not till after the season. It's just not for me. Not till after the season. Yeah. You sure? Yes, Mr. Coddle. Okay. <laughs> I was, okay. I just wanted to see where your head was at with all this. Um, <laughs> A good, a good question. Um, next question. <laughs> oh, is it wrong to go through your girlfriend's phone after they done cheated? Oh, um, yes. All right. <laughs> Look, man. If you, th- th- he said girlfriend, right? Yeah, he said girlfriend. Okay, so. But I guess it can go either way. It can go either way. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so if you are the type of person now where you're like. 
I don't trust them. I don't know what they're doing. Let me see your phone. You're now in that danger zone of you are very, very like insecure about yourself. You like you probably just want to get out of that relationship. That's the toxic zone right there. There's <laughs> there's like there's so many levels to toxic, but that's like going far because if you're not securing yourself to where like you feel like you can't trust that person mm-hmm. that they can make the best decision for you and and her yeah then it's it's probably just not gonna work like it's either that or y'all just need to go ahead and just like just be friends or something even though I don't think that'll probably be best if especially since y'all you already saying like give me your phone alright mm. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a good point yeah uh, Dre I first if you have to question your trust with someone that you're in a relationship with. First of all, that's not probably that's probably not a person that you need to be with. You should never have to question your trust or loyalty with someone you're with. But also, first of all, if someone's cheated on you, that was never your person to begin with, you know? Like if my girl cheated on me, that was never my girl. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with this all the way, but I I get what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> you don't you don't agree? Why not? Only because, you know, things happen. You know, no. I always say things happen when when someone cheats. Things happen. Some most times things happen. Sometimes it's not planned, but you know it just happens. Like I get it. I get it. It happens. But but that doesn't make it right. It does no. By all means, I'm not saying cheating is okay, but it does happen. You know, in like especially, I think if the person comes and tells you, especially like, hey, I cheated. I'm so sorry. Like that's bigger than you found out yourself. Are you giving them a second chance if they cheat? Uh, me, it depends on who the person is and how long we've been in a relationship. Okay. Very yeah. relative. Okay. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Good point, Trey. Yeah. Um, ah, I just, I see what you're saying. You bring up a good point, but if that means that that, I'll just use me. If my girl, if my girl cheated, then she, she thought about, she's thought <laughs> about doing that for a very long time. She just decided to act on it. Which I, to me that just means like, yo, you were never my girl to begin with. Oh my god! Or like, or if your man like, if your man cheats on you, like yo, that was never your your man yeah, to yeah. begin with. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but Trey, clearly you've been blessed to never have women cheat on you, so you're. Uh, good, you're good I wouldn't say all that, but you know, I just know that things happen. All right. Things do happen. Things yeah. do happen. Things happen. Um. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it happens, but I think that's just the world we live in, man. Very true. Uh, I I follow a two strike rule. Oh yeah, two strikes. That's oh. very generous. I was gonna say that's 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 generous for most people. Like, boom, one. All right. Ah. Normally it is one. Like if it's if it's someone I don't really care about, then it's one. Like yo, you had ah. your chance. But if it, <laughs> but like you said, if it's someone like you know, I don't even actually. I don't know if I can say two. I think it's very situational. That's what I'm saying. So I told you. Nah, it was never mine to begin with, though. I'm just saying, things happen, and it depends on how if you're how long you've been with that person. But back, like to the question, if you've been with somebody and you're like going through their phone, it's nothing but arguments about who's in their phone. Then like, come on, man, like that's not that's that's not that's not the one for you. Yeah, it's right? it's the, the relationship is obviously probably dead by the by good that point. point. Good point. I think that shows your insecurities too. Yeah, if you have to do that. But I think we all have problems that we should work on. But that's another thing for another day. Yeah. But anyways, uh, next question, Dre. What's up? What is what's, uh, what's the better sport, 
Uh oh, I just know something crazy. NASCAR. Oh my god. Or eight ball. <laughs> eight ball pool. Oh, I'm going with pool. Don't 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 ask me about NASCAR. Are you serious? Listen for our UK followers. NASCAR is. Do you think they know what they NASCAR should know is? what NASCAR is? Ah, uh, nah, nah. NASCAR is definitely an American sport. NASCAR is where you get in a car and you make three left turns for two hours. <laughs> like they, I'm not. Even, I don't even think they use those cars after that after that race, do they? The pro mods, nah. Like those are no. Nah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know those cars. Like them, right them car, those cars' engines are done after that. Oh yeah, for sure. And. And even though like driving is a very very necessary skill, going that fast, pool is one of my loves that I have outside of basketball. Are you good at eight ball? Who me? Yeah, man, come on now. You didn't answer the question. Don't there's there's no need to answer it. I just like for the on. fans because the- for the fans, yes, I'm nice. All right, like there's like uh I'm okay. We're talking about like real eight ball, not like on the iPhone. Uh, sir, let me let you know something. I'm nice. All right. I haven't seen you play, so I don't. I you know what? Ask some teammates. Ask Pete. How what, what happened to him? I'll ask Pete when I see yeah. him. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm pretty good at eight ball too. I would we'll say. see. Why does everybody say that? Everybody says they're good at eight ball until we until we get on the eight ball. Cause, it. Like I don't because I know I'm nice. That's the crazy part about it. I like your confidence, man. Oh my god! But so we're gonna go with you're going with eight ball is a better sport. The yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. I can't do that. I got to give it to NASCAR. That's too Are dis- you serious? That's too, that's too disrespectful, man. Bro, they're going left. Come on now. Like, are you serious? But there is, on a serious note, there is a lot of uh, details and nuance, I think, when it comes to NASCAR. Like, the ability to, you know, uh, well, I don't know, actually. No, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, the ability to, you The know, ability to go left? All right, cool. <laughs> Not just, not just go left, but sorry to all the NASCAR fans, by the way. But uh, no, like you know, because you have to be able to position your car the right way to, uh, you know, get in front of the other car and you know block the other cars in the back oh from. God. You can decide to watch NASCAR. You just, yeah, exactly. You just, you just described a whole like, <laughs> the uh, like going on the highway traffic. Like, yeah, you just described <laughs> traffic. Um, but I couldn't do NASCAR, so I respect those who not only watch it but. Art. No, no, I respect it, yeah, but like... You know, like Tony Stewart, uh, Dale Earnhardt. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., all right, Oh, cool. Joey Logano. Joey Logano, that's his name. Danica Patrick. Uh, Yo, shout out to Danica Patrick. I think she was the first... Was she the first woman to be sponsored by... You can tell we don't watch NASCAR guys. I'm sorry. so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, this is not our... This is not our, like... <laughs> this okay. is not our question. Uh, I'll put it on my bucket list, though, to... Drive a NASCAR car, bro. No, you're not. A man can dream, bro. A man All right, dream. all right. I feel you. Okay, next, <laughs> next, next question, bro. Uh, do you consider the Tour de France a sport? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Not even close. The, it, wow. Yeah. yeah. What? Who? Who act like? First of all, I'm not even gonna ask who acts that because I'm not gonna let you. It's a legitimate question, though. How? That's. Because some people don't know much about the Tour de France. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you do because you, you're knowledgeable about sports, but yeah. to the average To the average person, person who just yeah. knows. Yeah. But I mean, like, they they do so many. Like, they train for that. Like, that is, yeah. like, you, you legit have to train for that. No yeah. no average person is just going to go out there and do that. Yeah, and the, and the Tour, it lasts, like, 
three weeks on it. I want to say three weeks. Could be wrong. And you're, go, you're, you're riding at least, what, 200 miles? Maybe more than that? Yeah, like, that's, that is... Across steep oh hills. God. and Yeah, man. And like you said, Dre, they train for months and years for the, for the Tour de France. And if you... And I don't know if you've been... If you stood next to someone that's, a, like, a, a cyclist. They're normally not that tall. But yeah. they're very lean. And, like, obviously, I had to stay light to be able to, you know move about on the bike and through the hills and steep uh, slopes, stuff like that. Uh, very intense, very intense. Uh, I would say I would say the Tour de France is, or cycling in general, is probably one of the toughest sports uh, around. No, I, did, I think so too. Yeah. Like, first of all, like that, like you have to be pretty lean and you're, you have to be able to breathe really, like really, really well. Like you have to have a lot of, um, what is it? Like breathing control, I would say, because mm, um, anyone who knows if you've been on a bike and you're constantly pedaling for so long, mm-hmm. you get gas really easily, and you got to like be able to control your stamina and everything. So like that is definitely a sport. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Good question. Uh, shout out to people that cycle and then Man. ride bikes because it's very therapeutic actually for your knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um. Yeah, good question. Uh, the next question, next question. Let's see what we have here. Uh, NFL draft. I'm uh, thoughts, thoughts on NFL draft. You know, Dre, we talked actually. We talked about this, talked about this on our radio show a little bit on Tuesday. Yeah, the NFL we draft. We did. A we bit. did a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Uh, I, it's pretty general, but uh, what's your what what is going to be your biggest uh, I guess prediction. Um, or surprise, possible biggest surprise, surprise possible, possible surprise. surprise yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, that you who what was the Oklahoma uh, quarterback name again? Oh, Jalen Hurts. Okay, That's so you remember Bama when, product? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Come on, man. He got he showed out at Oklahoma though. Bama Bama was holding him down. So look, so if you whatever, whatever. oh my god, so if you remember when he first started out, they were saying like, oh, he's gonna be he's not gonna do that well, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he put up crazy numbers, yeah. So I think he'll get drafted. I, like it'll be a it'll be a surprise. It's a stretch. I think he might get drafted the first three rounds. Because now everyone everyone likes dual threat quarterbacks now. Because what they've seen, because, Lamar Jackson, yeah, and Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, like everyone is moving towards that way of dual threat quarterbacks because it just brings so much more. It's so much more dynamic. I would say. And that's a good point, Dre. You brought up Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, well, Lamar Jackson was a good thrower coming out of college. But the thing with Jalen Hurts has always been said that well, he's not the he's not a good thrower. But we saw in Oklahoma, he does have the ability to throw the ball accurately. And he's always had the deep ball, so yeah, his ability to throw the ball deep. Do you think that uh, it'll take him a couple years to get adjusted to the NFL game, or do you think he'll come in right away and have instant success? Um, I think. I keep forgetting. There's one more. Oh, Russell Wilson was also another guy who, who's shown like, time after time was who's been really well. But yeah. just giving shout out to Russell Wilson. But um, way to shoehorn him. Shoehorn him. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm just saying, like, I think he'll be fine as long as he just gets the he goes to the right system, gets the right coach, and has the, like, right opportunity. I think I think that's for anybody who gets drafted anywhere. But yeah, I think yeah. for him especially, like, it'll be great for him. Yeah. Yeah. You, obviously, you seen with Lamar Jackson, he got drafted to the right place. Yeah, so it's more about 
who you get drafted to. Not yeah, win, not, I think so. Yeah, not win. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, biggest surprise or possible surprise? I wouldn't. I mean, we talked about this on Tuesday, Dre. I, I, I think Tua is going to get drafted by Washington. You think he's going to go too? I still think that, and we talked about it on Tuesday. But um, like I said, I. What's the worst that can happen in having two great, two good quarterbacks? Yeah. Now you have leverage when you trade. You know, when you trade one of them. Um, True. I'm not sure. Would you consider that a surprise, though? I mean, um, nah, because he was projected to be one at a point in time. I remember before, that before he got before hurt, he got hurt. Yeah. Joe Burrow came on. I still think he's a better quarterback than Joe Burrow just because of his body of work. But Joe Burrow is a very good. Joe Burrow's had a, a, the greatest very, college season ever, probably. In one year, whoa, bro, think whoa. about it. He probably had one of the greatest college seasons ever. Whoa, I'm just saying, we're gonna forget about what Reggie Bush and uh, I will, USC. I will never ever forget about what Reggie Mark Bush Ingram did. Mark Ingram in 09, but Tim Tebow in 08. Okay, I feel you, but I'm saying, but Burroughs broke every like, I think he broke almost every record for throwing and TD wise, and also was just blowing teams out and like record wise, like he was just blowing teams out, going through them, and got to the championship. Um, that well, that game wasn't even close either, was it? I I actually you, I, I you had the prediction. The right score, yeah. You picked uh, the right score too. Yeah, so like it wasn't close. It wasn't close. So like I'm just saying like forty five twenty eight. I think it was. Yeah. So like every, every like he he hit everything that you want to about like a college season. Mm-hmm. Best player in the, best player for the year, best quarterback for the year. Um, had record numbers, record TDs, barely threw a pick. And on top of that, you want a you want a, uh, a national title. Okay. Well, you know, talking about quarterbacks, but this is a very deep uh, receiving uh, Ooh, court that's, for this that's draft true. too. I mean, yeah. C.D. Lamb, um, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, uh, the the guy from uh, Minnesota, the one from Penn State. There's a lot of deep, solid receivers, man. That can um, they're gonna have a lot of huge impact. I think on the NFL. Uh, Okay, let me ask you this, Dre. Yeah, what's up? How many receivers get drafted in the first round this year? First round? Yeah. Um, there was too so many good receivers, but there's been, there's so many just great players. I don't know. I mean, Ruggs just put up a four two. Uh, yeah, by the way, yeah. Sorry, four nine two. Four nine two. Yeah, something like yeah. No, no, it's four nine two is that? Oh, I'm four two nine. Four two nine. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Four two nine. Four two nine. So four two nine. Oh my God, that's that's. He'll, and he's got hands on top of that. Yeah, he might go first round. That's some that's some Julio dog stuff. I would say Ruggs, Judy, and CeeDee Lamb all get drafted in the first round. That a stretch? Nah. Nah. No, nah. nah, it's not at all, all right. actually. No. Um But yeah, the draft's coming up. Uh a lot of talent. This is probably one of the deepest drafts that I've seen in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's gonna be interesting to see though. I think it is too. Yeah, I think we should be excited about this one for sure. For sure. Uh, next question: What's something you learned in basketball that can help with relationships and vice versa? Ooh. Uh, you want me to get this one first, Dre? Yeah, go ahead. Go tackle okay. this one first. Let me see. Uh, I'll. I want to. Ke- I'll keep this one straight and to the point. Whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out. Mm. And me and Dre talk about this a lot. Uh, uh, you know, after practice, like you know, in our normal conversation. Uh, when it comes to relationships, whatever you put into it, whatever effort, communication, um, whatever you put in is what's going to be reciprocated back. And so if you want a solid foundation of uh, for your relationship, you have to put in the effort for it. 
just like how it comes to basketball. You know, you you can't, you know, not train and work out and perfect your craft and then expect to score, you know, 40 points in a game. You know, that's not how that works. You have to put in that work to be successful. Uh, the same thing applies to relationships, man. You can't expect to have a great relationship if you don't communicate, if you don't sacrifice, if you aren't loyal, uh, if you don't, if you aren't willing to change. Uh, things like that are necessary to have a great relationship. Um, so whatever energy you put into a relationship is the energy you're gonna get back. Same thing comes. Uh, same thing comes to your craft for your sport. You know, um, whatever energy you put into it, how much work you put in, that's what's gonna be reciprocated back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it is going a little bit off of that, a little bit of the same. Um, you got to fall in love with the process. Ah. So like you got to love like, like the, the process of basketball is like not a lot. Not everyone is going to be in love with the process. They just do it to just go through it. But like when you find people who really love the process, you see that they're different. Like, like Mm -hmm. basketball boys, they're just different. Yeah. Like they love going to the gym at like 6 a.m. lifting, then right after that shoot. Like they love it. Mm-hmm. And then like they love that whole process. They don't try to skip through it. They don't like do anything different about it. They love every single part of it. If you can say the same about your your relationship, like you're going to have the bad times. You're going to have the good times. But like you love the, all right, like just waking up in the morning, seeing that person. All right, throughout the day, just talking to them. Or like that whole process of a day-to-day thing of just loving loving that whole process of like talking to someone or seeing someone mm-hmm. like you gotta you gotta fall in love with that process of it that's how, that's how i've seen it so how does that apply to relationships, relationships? so like for how, me so you learn that through sports yeah, so through how sport. do you apply that to relationships so how you apply it is like you can't be i would say like you gotta like like you have to like just going through the struggles with that per, with the person all the like through the struggle times okay. like you got to be okay with it i would say that yeah like you can't just hate it the whole time like because if you if you don't struggle with a person then how are you ever going to see like how it is um when you're like you know the glory with it yeah no the absolutely. With the person. absolutely and so what you're, i think what you're so what are you trying to say is like so relationships can be monotonous sometimes. yeah it can, it can get boring yeah but you have to be able to like you said fall in love with that process of of loving that person yeah yeah this is part of love man this part of the relationship like things get boring but like i'm still with you so i'm still enjoying it because i love it i love exactly there you go that's wisdom right there man that's beautiful you know man shout out to my grandpa well my grandma she was helping me out chatted you know took a little bit but she taught me a little bit you know (laughs) help me out (laughs) your grandma sounds like a very, the, the, very smart one. The wise one. The wise one. The wise one. <laughs> uh, next question. Oh, this is a. Whoa, this is a very sensitive one. Oh, uh, what did they say? Why do basketball players have such a negative stigma when it comes to how they treat women? Wow. Yo. That is crazy. Whoa. Um. That's very personal, man. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, dang, bro, like we got the 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 king himself right now. I, you know, he's he's been with the same woman for the last like <laughs> what since he got into the league. Damn, Trey, you want? I don't. Um, How do you tackle this one? Um, yeah, I mean, so I would say media plays a little little bit into it, I guess. Okay. And then, you know, like people are gonna see what they want to see, I guess. That's very true. Like, come on now, not 
like just like how we always say not every guy cheats like not every not every basketball player is the same yes yeah, that that sounds very personal like it's yeah, coming from experience that is a very personal question right there yeah um i'm sorry that whatever whatever you had to go through but um yeah. that's very circumstantial because you can't say all basketball players are like that because that's that's a very tough stereotype to put on man um but I mean, I have heard that. This isn't the first time I've heard that before, though. For being honest, like I have heard that basketball players can be um, the the worst ones out of problematic, all. Problematic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> problematic. Yeah. Um, but um, circumstantial. Not everyone's like that. You know, you can't apply that rule to everybody. Um, but like you said, media plays a huge part in that and what they choose to cover, um, and you know what they choose to show. But yeah, I just I think that's circumstantial you can't apply that notion to all basketball players true yeah but um i yeah yeah we'll just leave that one there (laughs) 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 um next question uh what is your relate how is your relationship between basketball and media going oh this is a really good question uh you know one thing i've learned dre What's while that? working with media during the season. Okay. You have to be very careful with what you say. Oh, I thought that was just like around just, oh, around certain people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes. no, that's that's very true. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, that's one thing I learned a lot. And remember uh, a couple months ago, Jerry, we talked about stuff we can say in the locker room and stuff we can say uh on a microphone mm-hmm. or on camera. I think working with media during the season has made me become more aware of that. Mm. Just because you, you know, we, you get so casual talking on the mic because you get more comfortable being around it, around microphones and cameras. You just slip up, and you might you might slip up and say something you weren't meant to say. But I think working with media has caused me to be more aware, self aware of what I'm actually saying in that moment, and be more uh, uh, more calculated with what I say. But that's that's me though. What about you? How's basketball media? Um, like you said before, it helps me. It's definitely prepared me for like what when I'm talking to someone or anything like that. Like the the things that like like now I go into go into like any type of interview. I'll be like, okay, can you send me like the questions before you know so I can prep for them? Like before I wouldn't have done that because mm. cause you don't like when you're hit with something on the spot and you're like, whoa, yeah. Like, what like where'd you get that information type of information from like okay why are you asking that that's a good point yeah like now now you know that's that's something i definitely look out for now so the preparation process yeah the preparation for it yeah that's um i'd agree with you on that yeah 100 percent, Trey, for sure for sure uh but i think speaking of narratives and how the media is all about narratives and sports can be pretty much narratives too they kind of go they go hand in hand Oh, that, that's very true. Um, but I think that, you know, being good at media has also made us better communicators on the basketball court, would you say, Dre? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just yeah. being more comfortable speaking in front of people, in front of teammates, yeah. in front of large crowds, I, I would say. Um, next question. Uh, you lived in Japan for... Hey, uh, six, five, six, seven years. Sorry, seven years. How did you think? How do you think they will handle the twenty twenty Olympic Games? 
I'm assuming this question is for me. This is definitely for you. <laughs> um, obviously, this is talking about the coronavirus as well. Um, I'm not sure how significant or how impactful the coronavirus is going to be when it comes uh, late July, early August during the Olympics. But at the rate it is going right now, I uh, would not be surprised if they canceled the 2020 Olympics. Because right now, I think I told you this, um, a couple of Dodia schools and um, international schools in Japan are have been shut down for like the past couple of weeks or so due to safety concerns for yeah. the coronavirus. So uh, with that being said, like as also the rate of which the coronavirus is like quote unquote spreading. I would not be surprised if due for safety measures, they cancel, they cancel it. But just from a business perspective, I'm not sure if they could ever do something like that. But I mean, um, if you haven't heard about the Chicago, I want to say Chicago state, I want to be, I want to, I'm I want to be sure, but it was a school in Chicago. It was a, a division one's college, mm-hmm. a division one college. They canceled um, their men's and women's going to their conference titles, the conference um, playoffs type of thing, like conference games. Really? Yeah. They said because they're just so scared about the coronavirus, and they was like, it's in the best interest of the athletes that we don't keep going on with this. So I'm not sure how, how you know, because that's people from all over the world coming in yeah. to Japan at that point. That's Right. And it's not just Japan. It's other countries. Yeah. People from all over the world culminated together in one spot yeah like that's that's a lot so yeah, yeah you got to kind of look into it so do you think that it could possibly be canceled I, like how, what's the, if you had to give me a percentage percentage of for, for the likelihood of the olympics being canceled this year what like give me a percentage um the the amount of revenue that people would lose the amount of sponsorships and stuff like that uh i would say probably 35 percent just because i like like I like you said, the the rate that it's like spreading, quote unquote, mm-hmm. it it is very scary. So f- people are, you know, like they they're gonna lose a lot of money. Regard like they're gonna lose a lot of money with this. I agree. I would say forty two. Forty two. Yeah. Just like you said, Dre, the likelihood of losing that much money, man. I just can't see that. <sighs> it has, and the only thing that stopped me from like this. That are, the only thing I'm questioning is that the coronavirus, the um, the mortality rate isn't actually that high. Really? No. The people, the people who have been, you know, affected by it fatally have been people that um have weaker immune systems and people are a little older or younger. So that's why I'm a little hesitant to say that they would cancel. Man, I'm telling you, the way people are, are like scared and everything, I'm I wouldn't be surprised. It's fear tactics, so it's fear mongering though. You can't feed into that. That happens. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. People once like there's so many like stories out there about something and people are having like true fears about it. It it like things things spread. But that's how you, I guess that's how you control the population though. Yeah. Fear oh my god, here we go. <laughs> They'll do that. Sorry, it's another topic for another day. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a couple more questions. Or we got time for a few more questions, Trey. Yeah. Let me get it back up here. Ah, okay. Uh, what has been your favorite moment of the season so far? We're talking about our basketball season. Okay. Uh, I'll let you take this one, Trey. Um, for me, it was 
the I want to say probably when we all came together for that that like one of the first wins we had, and it was like it was a team effort type of thing, mm-hmm. and like you know we started off down, came back, won, and we were like wow like it was like we we feel we feel really confident about ourselves yeah 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 so like that that I definitely like that a part about it okay um yeah yeah I mean you said it perfectly um. One of those first few wins early in the season, uh, I think it was a sign of us coming together, just showing that a when we play the right way, when we play together, when we swing the ball, when uh, when we communicate on defense, when we push the ball in transition, we can be really good. Yeah, you know what I mean. And just that that aha moment, like ah, this this is how we do it. It was that moment right there, and you know, I think we've been playing well ever since then, ever since that little moment. But I think every team across all sports, man, has that moment where it just kind of clicks. Yeah. You just kind of say, okay, this is what we're good at. This is how we do it. And this is what we're going to be doing going forward in the year. This, I think, comes down to kind of like peaking at the right time, too. Yeah, yeah. I definitely believe that. No, for sure, for sure. Um. Yeah, good question. Good answer, Dre. Uh, got time for one more question. Ah, oh, this is a good one. Is AAU overrated? No. <clears throat> but I'm going to say this right now. AAU, if you get the chance to play it, just because you will probably never see the, like, how, how would you say, the culmination of talent in one area because it's all it's people from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people from all over the world are all in, like, one area playing for one prize. So you may never ever see that. So I would say the AAU is not overrated, and it it lo- it kind of teaches you about um, like to me AAU is more like more like an NBA schedule in, in a way, because mm-hmm. um you don't have as much time to practice and it it like helps you like figure out things on the fly, mm-hmm. and you have to like uh, come up with things like come up with adjustments on the fly and all this other stuff like it's. It's definitely one of those types of things. Like you're, you're. It, it kind of, it can increase your basketball IQ, but it can also hurt you. Um, but I definitely think that like if you if you get a chance, you definitely should play AAU. Whoever this is, whoever that is. Okay, uh, Jerry, actually, I disagree with you. Okay, that's okay. Uh, so I always my my dad had me follow this rule growing up uh, in high school. It's called, called the eighty twenty rule. Yep. Uh, during your off season, so during the summer, you spend eighty percent of your time perfecting your craft, working your game, being in the gym, skill development. Right? Yeah. And that other twenty percent is spent actually playing. So which means that so say we say um there is say we give let's say there's a hundred days in the summer, yeah. right? For easy for math purposes. Uh eighty of those days should be spent um perfecting my craft, working on my game, getting in the gym, training not playing pickup, you know what I mean? The, those other 20 days should be spent playing, working on my craft, working on what I've been practicing and training, implementing that into real-life situations. So which means that, so one AAU tournament uh, during the summer is about, what, four or five? Four days? Four days at the most. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about a weekend tournament. Yeah, like weekend. Weekend. yeah, about, yeah, like about three, three days, three, three days, four days. Yeah, three, three days. Three, days, three days. So, uh... We'll say four. Say four days. Yeah, yeah. Um, which means that you're playing like what at the most five tournaments, maybe during the summer. 
it depends on who you are and where you are like yeah, who you play I mean, with and all this yeah it's, yeah it's a lot yeah but um but no so i don't i think aau is a little overrated i think it can be very detrimental because not all a you said you talked about good aau good yeah. national circuits there's only still a few national circuits i mean how many i mean a- but i mean like you can if you're like for me cuz we weren't we weren't nationally sponsored and we had a really good AAU team, but we played at some of the bigger bigger tournaments, like in our area. But see, you were blessed to play at the good tournaments. Yeah. Not, not everyone's going to be able to do yeah. that. There's more bad AAU tournaments than there are good ones. Yeah, there are a lot of AAU tournaments, but like, if you have a legit like, like not legit, but if you have someone who's been through the, been on the circuit before, and can help you like help you navigate through things, like you you'll you'll find your way there. Like you'll find you'll find the pretty good tournaments. But I tell everyone this, um, especially. Um, AAU can only I think it can only help you and get help you recruiting because even if you're on even if like you're in a uh, like on a small team and you only play in like local things if you win every one of your local like local stuff like your local tournaments like say you only play in Missouri and you win everything in just just Missouri alone mm-hmm. people are gonna start noticing you your team especially but you can't I always say this or you can't hide talent if you're good and you play the game the right way, someone is going to find you one way or another. Yeah. But in terms of recruiting, yeah, AU is good. But what if you're not ready? Like, say you're a sophomore, right? And you're yeah. playing AU, and your game's not developed, and people see you play, and now they get they get the notion, they're like, oh, this guy's not really that good, and, you know, they haven't seen you develop yet, you know? So that's the only thing that AU kind of... But I mean, like, if you... Bad about AU. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get what you're saying, like, definitely. But I mean, like... People have all, people are gonna say that about anyone, regardless. Like, oh, he's not that good. Right, but that's and it, like, but and you're right, but that's not the only problem with AU. Like, just couple that with just bad play in general. There's it's, oh, there's so many. There's a lot of bad play, but that's why I say like you you kind of show what you can do on the fly, like adjustments and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's why I said like it's it's relative to you know everyone has a different opinion. But I just remember my AAU experience was some of the best basketball that I like I, I of my experience. Yeah, I think you were just fortunate to have play. You were fortunate to play in every every tournament you played in in AAU was blessed to be good. Ah, uh, not nah. We started out. It, it started out really bad. I'm talking about competition. Competition like, wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was good. It, we had some great competition. Yeah. But not everyone can say that, and I'm sure you had a great AU team, like a good coach that actually taught you skill sets and skill development, and yeah. taught you to play the game the right way. There's so many AU coaches out here, man, that don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing at all, yeah. man. And but that's the, and no, that's no, what I'm worried about. Like just people, the young kids today are too focused on playing and not focused on perfecting their craft. And like you can play, you can play all the games you want, but if you're not really perfecting your craft, and like you're not really gonna get much better. But like you said, when it comes to relativity, some people need to play to get comfortable. Yeah, you know. But some people need to be in the gym. be in the gym and practicing yeah. on their stuff. It's all relative uh, to you who have, you are. Yeah, but I, you, I think you have to have that skill set first, man. Yeah, that's just me. But I think that's a good question. Very good question. Um, we could go for hours on about yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, Dre, those were the questions we selected today. Those are some very, very good questions. Very good. I like that. Yeah, very good questions. Uh, guys, that's going to wrap up our Q&A Volume 2. Uh, apologies for getting this out to you so late. Uh, 
we'll be we'll try to get volume three in a little close like a little closer in uh but man we appreciate your guys support just coming out and sending in these questions we really appreciate it we really enjoy it uh dre as usual do you have any shout outs that you want to give um shout out my guy b underscore rimby he is killing it man he's killing it in his league right now i'm happy for him uh he you know he he had a whole little rough story but you know check out his clothing line also and it gives you like his background info Mm -hmm. about why i'm so happy for him man seriously yeah that's good that's good uh shout out to uh my cousin shavar reynolds he's playing at seton hall right now they are gearing up for the big east tournament going up in a a few weeks Uh, one of the hardest workers i know man uh love you cuz uh shout out to the nerdy in many ways podcast um or sorry youtube channel nerdy in many ways uh dawson wiedrich does good uh movie reviews uh sports analysis good uh very intellectual dude very introspective in his topics uh shout out to sam armstrong uh my former teammate at svu he just got named all cac second team and he set the program record for most threes in a season yeah um one last shout out is to my older cousin big cuz you know um her name is charles williams Mm -hmm. well now since she's married a little bit different but yeah Shout out to her. She is doing a book about she's writing a book, children's book actually. And I will I would like for everyone to, you know, go out go and check it out. Do you know the name of the book? Um uh it's like it's it's like a book about I wanna say it's Letter to Little Black Boys about how um, you know, their features and everything are different than most. Okay. And it's just a book about confidence and everything like that. Yeah. Um and it I would say like if you have a young black boy at the right now i would say i want to you know i want to say shout out to that and you guys should go check that book out it instills a lot of confidence to just kids and everything like that i like it a lot yeah yeah black owned businesses we got to support it man Man. we always do uh shout out to nerve podcast and nerve radio for blessing with this opportunity really appreciate it and once again guys be sure to check out our live radio show every tuesday uh tuesday afternoon one o'clock uk time Tuesday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Pacific Time. Uh, the links are in our bios on Instagram, so be sure to check it out. Click it, click it, give us a, give us a listen. Uh, but guys, we appreciate you tuning in, and until next time, guys, peace.